Okay, it should be recording. So really, in a way, what we're just sharing here is about how what you call your life starts from a point, yes? It either starts from no point or a point. The mental process has life starting from a point, you, yeah? as an action figure, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, or what you want to call self-centeredness. So most of our minds are living as if they're a body. And then there, from there, a story about life and other bodies and the bot planets or bodies and everything like that is told. And there's a lot of information, but it only comes from one system, self-centeredness, yes? So no matter how much you think about something, like I, I always tell this story, I was 11 years old and I uh, was walking through the hallway at school one day. And a pretty girl said hello to me. And I went home and wondered what she meant by it for like five hours. My mind sat in my little room. I forgot all the other experiences, all the other things that were going on. Everything just got sucked into that one moment, walking in the hall, and having that girl say hello to me. And my head represented it about 80 times in different lights. Yeah, But all the lights had a, a prior color of self-centeredness. Yeah? So no matter how I looked at it, and they presented it, does she like me, doesn't she like me, da, 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 you know? But all the presentations, all the interpretation of that one event were products from self-centeredness. Yeah? They came from self-centeredness, and therefore they can't leave self-centeredness. So no matter how much you try to get out of self here, that's just an aspect of being in self. No matter how much we're seeking to get out of self, if the identification with the idea of being a self is in place, all the, all the formats of trying to get out of self are just another forms of being in self. Yeah? They may be more subtle forms, it may not be such like an iron chain, it may be a gold chain, but it's still a bondage to an idea of being a body, yes? In some way or another. Even being idea of being a body that's not a body. The idea of being something that doesn't want to be that something anymore, or has woken up that it isn't that something. But what's entertaining that is that something. It's happening in that mental process. Yeah. So, my belief and my experience is that the idea, the whole world, everything, the whole way you're going to travel, every moment of every day, if brought back to the idea, brought back to the point of, am I, am I not that self, yeah? Am I what my mind presents me to be? 
And then, and then, am I that assumption that claims every conscious contact? Yeah. In other words, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, is it really me that's seeing here? Is it really me as this that's feeling, that's tasting, that's touching, that's smelling? We went over it the other night. It's so incredible because we can't even shit when we want to, yeah? We're not pumping our blood, yeah? We're not beating our heart. We're not digesting our food. And yet a very subtle activity called thinking, which has no weight. I mean, when you shit, at least you see something, you know? It's a big thing, and, and it seems like it came from you. And so you could construe that I did it, yeah? It could be. That could hold water, in a sense, because it seems like it issued from what you think is you, yeah? So you, and then the heart, too. The heart's seemingly beating, and so you could think, you know, maybe I'm, the, I can, you know, I'm beating my heart. But it's, it's ridiculous, because let's say you eat a burrito, and then... You know, you think that you put it aside somewhere and then you're going to get to it later. Yeah, I got too many important things to do. I'll, I'll digest that burrito later. Obviously, it seems, sounds absurd, yeah? But here, the head is, is presenting us as the thinker of thoughts. Thoughts are so much more subtle than the body functions. You can't see them, can you? You just sense them. You can't see a thought. I can't come here and present, hey, I saw this incredible thought like a, a gazelle, you know, in Africa. I'm not going to take like a little expedition to see thoughts, yeah? You're never going to see it go on a safari to see thoughts. They're just not there. You can't see them, yes? Yeah, they don't have any weight, do they? They have tons of weight, but not weight that you can weigh here. And yet, we believe we're living from the, the idea that we're the thinker of all these thoughts. Yet, we can't even take a shit when we want to. The grosser functions of the apparatus, it's so obvious that we're not, you know, digesting the food and pumping the blood. If we were, we would have been dead, you know? We would have forgot something, yeah? But now, when it comes to thinking, which is a function of this apparatus, yes, we claim it every second of every day. And there's a lot more thoughts than shit coming out of you. Yeah, you may take a couple of shits a day, but thoughts are happening constantly, yeah? Thousands upon thousands of them. They did some research in Australia where they said that a typical, whatever a typical brain is like, has 70,000 thoughts a day. 70,000 thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts, yeah? And yet, every thought that goes, there's an assumption that you're the thinker of it. Yeah? Isn't it? When there's thought, when, when there's the awareness of that activity of thought, the, what, what does it feel like that you're the thinker? Yes? Isn't that the, the sense that we get? Or, and, that the thoughts are about us. Yeah? And so if you look at the system that we're relying on to sort of navigate ourselves through this life, this thought system of self-centeredness, if you see it, the thought system cannot picture you any other way than as a body. That's what it does. Yeah? That's its programming. The thought system of self-centeredness takes its whole basis, yeah? Its whole object to think about and its whole object to be the thinker of is based on being a body. Yeah? Everything. So, the whole system that we're relying on, in recovery they would call it relying on self, is presents us all day as a body, holds us as a body, yes? 
we tell stories about, let's say, spirituality, yet it's, it's written like it's a journey that someone goes on, but only a body goes on a journey. A spirit doesn't journey anywhere, because it's not located somewhere to go to somewhere else. It's only a body that gives us the storyline that we're on a journey. Yeah? I'm on a spiritual journey. I, what is that? It's this. Yeah? <laughs> this has defeated the whole point of the journey. If this is what thinks it's on the journey, that's a real long journey you're going to be on. It's going to have a lot of time in it and a lot of space where what you're looking for will be hidden or be away from you. Yeah? So, so to rely on this and to the reliance on it is that your interest and attention is wedded to it and there's a belief. Yeah? When the thought gets hatched by you attending it, the information that it downloads, you believe it. Yeah? Now, you, we don't realize that we already took that first download in, the you that believes it. That's one of the first downloads, is there's a you that believes it. That's like one of the original thoughts. First they had the sense of I am, and then it's I am a body. Yeah. I am a singular, infinite, and you know, independent entity, and the entity obviously is the body. Yeah. Just locks you into place. Now the mind is just riffing on that, and we seem to be... There's no we, obviously. We're using this language. I can't say seem to be. I have to sort of imply, you know, there's something that seems to be. But we seem to be Well that's actually it. We seem to be. If you look at the word seemingly, that's what it means. It something appears to be true or false to you. Yeah? The true and falseness First of all, is presented as if it's solid and real outside. That's one of the first mistakes. And then that solid and real outside appears to be true to you, which is solid and real outside. Yeah? And they're actually in cahoots. There's not like a mind that's sitting here and then making that. This sense of being here is made by mind. Yeah? In other words, if you looked at a room, and when you're in the room, you think you're in the room. Yeah? The room was just there, the chair, the bed, this and that. And you look at all the objects, and you call it your room, let's say. But all these objects, but there's not a sense that you're an object also in the room, called Paul. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like a piece of furniture in a sense yourself. Yes? And then the mind, taking this position of you being somewhere at some time, rips, doesn't it? What does your attention usually go into in the thought system? What does the thought system honor? It honors time more than now, doesn't it? Because you really can't think about now. Can you? The only way you can think about now is comparing it to the past and then projecting it to the future. Yeah? But you can never think about now. It has to have an ingredient of time, which isn't now. Yeah? The system can't do it. Check it out. They can't, because all thoughts are from the past, yeah? All thoughts are, are memory-based. And the past doesn't exist. It's just a mental realm, yeah? And the thoughts come from that mental realm, and they appear now, and when they're opened by attention and awareness, and the download occurs, the mind, in its gullibility, projects this reality, yeah? 
like they used to say, uh, what is this, as you believe, so it is, you know, everything is done according to your belief. These are just pointing at how much meaning this apparatus gives everything. And what your experience here is, is just the meaning that your mind is given to things. Yes? And then, the initial meaning that's been given is that there's a you that has these things happening. Yeah? That's very rarely seen. Very rarely seen. The you that is a meaning the mind's given yeah, to this whole place, there's a you. That meaning's very rarely seen, and then it's all, all that happens is you experience the effects of the meaning you give everything else. Yeah? And it's funny because the same thought can be going through... Eric's head at the same time in my head, but if I knew that thought that was in my head was his, I'd have an immunity to it. Yeah? And if he knew the thought that was going on in his head was mine, he could have an immunity to it. But when there's an identification as the thinker of it, or, or the thoughts about you, it's very, at that point, you're already in the Chinese thumb thing. Yeah? Any movement is just part of how it locks you in place. Really. So we want to entertain that maybe prior to all this mentality, all this mental realming going on, all the mental experiences that are just conditioning, projecting, yes, and then having a feedback and having an experience as if it was real and solid out there. Maybe, just maybe, each and every moment there's something prior to all that activity. Yeah? And maybe it's demonstrated here by seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah. And even thoughts, you know, seeing thoughts and hearing thoughts are the same. They're another subtle, in, like, uh, sense, yeah? Maybe, just maybe, that there's an awareness that's functioning then through at conscious contact. And just maybe that there's an awareness of that, yeah, of the functioning. Maybe there's an awareness that we call you, but let's just say there's an awareness that's aware of this seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yes? The way we feel it is I'm the one that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, but maybe there isn't an I as this, but maybe there is an I as no-thingness, yeah? Maybe awareness is what's seeing the conscious contact, yeah? Maybe awareness is at rest and then when there's conscious contact, it's in movement. Yeah? In other words, it's like they say the mind is like a mirror. And if you know the nature of a mirror, is it empty, yes? If it was full, it wouldn't be able to reflect what showed up in front of it. Yeah? Do you know what I mean? If the mirror has tons of images in it already, it won't be able to reflect the image that's appearing. Yes? But what happens if the mirror has taken itself to be an image? If the ability to reflect has now been hijacked by the mind, yes, and now it's you that's reflecting in a sort of mental way by representing, representing life, but not a pure reflection of just seeing, yeah, but a mental reflection of, I'm going to think about this, I'm going to figure out, I could have done something different, I should have done this, I should have done that, yeah? It's like a bastardized version of the real seeing, yeah, the reflecting. And the point is, the reflection that enables everything to appear mustn't have an appearance in and of itself. Yeah? 
Because if it had an appearance, it wouldn't be able to reflect. Yeah? So this, the mind, in a sense, is inherently empty. In other words, it's not a body. And it's functioning in our life right now, all day. The mind is functioning not as a body. The mental process has claimed that that functioning is a verb that I'm doing as this. But in fact, if you look at it, just like when you look at your digestive processes and the blood, obviously you're not doing that, yes? And there's no way in hell that you are conscious. There's just no freaking way. Because have you seen how you live during the day? <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, we don't even know if we had a bad day until our head tells us, like, at 9 o'clock at night, or a month later, oh, I shouldn't have done what I did. What am I doing in this situation? You know what I mean? It's constantly presenting from its peculiar point of view, and really, all evidence is false evidence. Yeah? Not because of the evidence, but who's entertaining the evidence who's entertaining the evidence is false, that's why false evidence appears real. Yes? Because false evidence is appearing real to a false evidence. We're attempting to say, maybe I'm not that, which sort of... It doesn't bring back the mirror to its natural state. It's never been it. It just sort of peels this little mental uh, membrane off of it. And now... It's reflecting clearly again. And it reflects, the first thing it reflects is the basic act of being, which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah? And in that, there's an awareness, because there's no thing that's seeing that, and there's no thing that's doing, that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yes? There's no thing that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and there's no thing that's reflecting that. Yeah? instead of having the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, be hijacked by the mental process and have you put in between the reflecting nature and the act of being and have you put in there as the doer of this, which causes every time the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching would reveal its nothingness in that reflection, it reflects back to you as something you do. Yeah? You know what I mean? So we've become like a certain mirror, but we're not empty. We're full of old ideas, we're full of beliefs, we're full of conditioning, yes? And yet, we're, we're the one that, when seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, reflects back, it reflects back to us. Yeah? And it stops there, and then this reflection is used to make up all of this. A huge story comes out of the basic raw information of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, doesn't it? And then the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching is conveniently forgotten, the, the, the nature of it, which is empty but beautifully present, yeah? and then you become the presence. A product of a mental process which draws all of its clothing and all of its security with mental processes. Thinking, 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 interpreting, interpreting, interpreting. Everything now is based on time. It's not like I'm okay now, but I will be okay later. Yes? 
Oh, once I get this, all this unbearability I'm putting up with every day will just finally break and I'll finally have arrived. And, I'll, and it will all translate into a long-lasting happiness, joyousness, and freedom. Yeah? In other words, I don't want that true nature that I am, which is inherently empty. I want to have, I want to be totally full. Yeah? I want to be totally full. I don't want to recognize that that portal of God, we used to call it in recovery, the hole, the big hole, and we're busy just filling it up like it's a freaking chute, yeah? But if you would stop filling it up, that's where, quote-unquote, God comes out, through the emptiness, through in the space, yes? That's when you can be truly influenced here, not by self-centeredness, but by another force that's present, yeah? That doesn't have self as its center, yeah? that doesn't have the constriction of time and space. It's rooted in what's obviously so, and that's that. Yeah. It sees the mind's ramblings because that's its nature. But it doesn't... The seeing of the mind's ramblings, why does it always imply that it's you seeing them? Why is there always a claiming of your problems? The problems that arise in one's life here, because there's going to be many, why are they always claimed as yours? It's sort of like as soon as there's a problem and then it becomes your problem, that's a huge problem. Yeah? Because your head has an interest in maybe prolonging that problem in time. Because it may be using it as an excuse for something else. And it has tons of little things going on that you're not aware of. Yeah? Like most people think they know what they're moving towards, but they don't know. Most moving towards is based on moving away from. Yeah? Oh, I really like to go there. No, you just don't want to be here. That's the real fear. Yeah? So there's constantly seeking, seeking, and you know it. The seeking is just a, a, like a projectile. It has no intention of finding. It just wants to move away from something. That's its whole point. You think it, the storyline is, oh, I'm looking for something. Have you ever done things and you thought you knew why, and then the reason why you did it disappears and you're still doing it? Have you ever believed, oh, all I'm looking for is some relief. You go to that retreat, you get relief, and then you sign up the next week for another thing. And it's constantly, the, like, you need the turbocharged relief. There's no resting in what you, your whole life is based on that you want to find. There's never resting in it. Have you noticed? I know people who've been enlightened three times this life. Three times. One wasn't enough. You have to see, this incessant seeking is not about finding, it's about running from here. Running from the present awareness, yes? Trying to make what's always so and obvious a goal that you and you alone will find, based on what you or you alone did. It's just like becoming, writing a dramatic novel around you. What is that? Eat, pray, and whatever that thing is. Eat, pray, what is it? What? Eat, pray, and love, but travel a lot and go to some beautiful spots. Eat, pray, and love. <laughs> Eat, pray, and love. Jeez. <laughs> look at, look at so, let's say in a movie when someone dies. You ever see when they die? And then the, they're dying and a person's standing over them saying, You can't do this to me. The first, sorry. I'm dying. Give me, give me a break. No, but we have an important engagement to keep tomorrow. What will I do? Hey, for one second, let me be in my... You know, this is self-centeredness. You don't see. We're so immersed in it, it's difficult to see. Yes? 
it's totally impossible to see as a self. Because the biggest self-centeredness is this, yeah? Which is very difficult to see. You'll never be able to turn and see yourself, yeah? If you're taking yourself to be this. But the amount of information we learn about self is just the periphery. The periphery. And what happens is every bit of information we learn about self, the self claims it as knowledge, yeah? And so in recovery they call it self-knowledge avails you nothing. As soon as knowledge is claimed by the selfing, it's not going to save you. If it, did, if it could, it would immediately, because the solution is timeless. It's not based on a process. Yes? Taking care of this and maybe moving some of your attention away from this may take time here. Yes? But the solution has never been produced by anything. It's unproducible. It's the obvious present-day awareness at all times, right where you are and right where you're not. It's what's seeing. Yeah? It's what's seeing the seeing. I wish lo- I'd love to get to near the controls of the time thing here and just slow it up a little bit. So you'd remember when you wake up in the morning when there's no sense of self and then watch it boot back up. Yeah? There is many gaps during the day. And you get a gap every night in deep sleep. But there's many gaps. It's just that in our time frame we miss it. Yeah? But it, it takes time to think of yourself as something that you're not. It can't, it's not your state, yes? There's a prior state that is what you are that doesn't take any time, yeah? So it never can be supplanted by what takes time, because obviously what takes time is an addition to what already is, yes? What occurred is we've forgotten what already is, and we've become identified as the addition, yeah? It's like a 360-degree background. You know what I mean? The, the appearance of the foreground is on the background. The background is, that's all there is, is the background. And then in that background, stuff's arising, manifesting. The energy's just popping like a popcorn maker. And it comes through this apparatus, and it pops, just like it's through the conditioning, yeah? It's sort of like, okay, I want to send a certain amount of electricity to this room. I'm going to put a plug in there, like an outlet, and I'm going to lay the wires, yes? And then that's the way it will shoot. Well, here's manifestation, and the mind is certain crimped in a, in a, in a format called self-centeredness, and it makes, like a cookie cutter, a world, yeah? based on all the information. And this world appears solid, but to who? To you, yes? To a you. And even in this world that we call a world, animals and everything, they have a whole other frame of living. They don't see, some see infrared, some don't see, you know what I mean? There's all these different segments, and in some philosophical 
arenas, that would be, look, your, your vision today is based on your conditioning, yeah? You have conditional vision. You know what I mean? You have a very small little, like, surround sound uh, blinders on, based on your condition, they would call it karmic conditional, but let's just say conditioning of the brain, of the mind, yes? And so, all you can see is through this little thing. Yeah? But here is infinite. It's like that story about you think you're in a box, and you're looking at the box, and you, everywhere you look, you see the three walls. But in fact, you're the pseudo-fourth wall. The box is open. It's never been a box. You've never been trapped in it. There's never, all you're doing is seeing from the one wall that's not called a wall. It's called you. Yeah? So I call this wall you, or me, and in this me, I think I'm in a box. So if you question, am I this? And you see it not, there's your out, because you were never in a box. There's never been a box. There's only three sides, yes? Here, infinity. Infinity. What happens if the mirror, or the mind, its ability to reflect, is entertained as it has two sides, just like everything else here, in a way, dualistically. It doesn't have two sides, but let's just say it that way. So here's your attention going out, yes? Attention's going out and meeting things, and information is being stimulated by that contact, yes? And the brain's making up a story, and then we're living that story, seemingly, yes? But at the same time, my interest and attention goes out this way, my interest and attention is going this way, all day. And if, if you're taking yourself to be this, then it is a self-important loop. Everything you meet, everything you think, everything you feel, everything you hear, it's only one of you that's hearing it. One you is feeling it. One you is thinking it. It's millions and millions and millions of claiming activities of all stimuli because you're the one who's having it. Yeah? It's insane. It's so much... It's so... You don't know what... It's the relief when you're not, if you just can entertain, I'm not that. I am not the center of the freaking universe. There is just, based on conditioning, what you would call a subjective experience here. But I am not that which is having that subjective experience. I am, yes? I am the seeing, yeah? The seeing. And it's the same, same. There's no difference between Michelle, Michelle, Michelle's seeing, that's called I'm seeing, from her point of view, and there's no difference of the, this seeing called I'm seeing from here. In fact, all there is is seeing, isn't there? We give it different names, because I go, okay, I'm seeing you, Eric. And then Eric's going, I'm seeing you, Paul. Yeah? And then if I ask yourself, all right, Eric, who am I? Or I ask myself, who am I? I go, it's me. I'm me. Well, who's the me? A body, yes? It's just a you that I, I'm identified as, which is a me. It's the same thing. I'm a you, just like every other you I've ever seen. I'm a you as this. Yeah? But for me, because the, the seeing has been claimed by my mental process, I think I'm seeing you, yeah? which makes me a me. I'm the doer of it. I'm the seer of it. Yes? You see? You know how much freedom it is if you record, just sense all there is is I going on? All there is is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, seeing, hearing, like non-stop manifesting. You know, contact constantly, isn't there? 
tons of contact. And yet here we sit with the sense that, oh, this is me, which is different than you. (laughs) But in fact, if you look at the basic structure, it ain't. This is a body here that I call James, you. And this is a body that I have a fondness for in my mind. I'm very interested in. I could care less what happens to that you. But this you, I'm very interested in. This you is so important, but that you doesn't mean much to me. (laughs) So is it the you that has the meaning? It's the me. Yes? So from me, I give a lot of meaning about you. And I give a lot of meaning about this you, and I give it the biggest meaning you can give, that it's me. Yes? You can't give a bigger meaning to any object than that it's you. You can't. I can give those objects the name you, but I give in this one, it's me. This is the supreme me. Yeah? Soon as this is me, the system just starts projecting in technicolor. Yes? And then you're just, you're just like battling the slings and arrows of this whole activity. As a you! <laughs> Instead of maybe just having a pause and look at it, am I truly that you that I'm calling me? Yeah? Or am I, if you want to say it, that animating principle, that nothingness, that thing that can't be weighed, that, that unmeasurable activity that can't be quantified or captured or sold or corralled or owned or achieved, yeah? Am I that thing that we, as this, can never, never know? We can never, never know it as this. But we can know of it as it, Yes? And at the same time, your mind's entertaining the possibility of being this, there is the incessant entertaining of mind that can entertain, I'm not this. And when you entertain, I'm not this, to me, that's being what you are. The act of seeing. Seeing what? What I'm not. I am when I'm seeing what I'm not. Yes? What I, am, what I am becomes what I'm not when I'm looking from this me. Yeah? Because I've taken, I've forgotten that, and I've said, this is what I am. And I've made that a verb that I'm doing. It's incredible. Yeah? Do you make yourself see? Give me a break. Hmm? Do you? If your eyes are open, they're seeing, yes? If you want to call it vision on this one level. You hear the cars. Are you choosing to hear those cars? then choose not to. Stop your hearing. You have to put a plug in. You're so, you're so out of control, if you want to sleep and it's loud, you can't say, I'm going to stop hearing that. No, you've got to get the best earplugs and try your hardest, put a pillow over it, because you have nothing to do with it. Yes? And yet, it's all about you. It's what a weight, you know? To, to give up the, the, the sense of living for mythical, mental uh, symbols of it what, it, what the mind thinks it would mean to be happy. Yeah? It's not about being happy. It says, what the mind thinks it would mean to be happy. Well, it would mean that no one would bother me. Everyone would do everything I asked them to do. I'd always be living like in a sunny place like this. And all these meanings, yes? Everyone would see how special I am. And it would be really great. Now know when all that happens. Yes? So, can you imagine, when you entertain that, how is the mind going to be okay with now? 
when it doesn't seem to match up with anything that it wants. Yeah? And don't you notice that you usually want things you don't have? Did I look at my Mazda car today and I really want you? I really want you car. No, I got in and started and go. Yeah? But there's someone I was with for three years. I didn't really want her at all until she leaves. And I really want her. My mind. I really want her now. As long as I can't have her, I really am interested in wanting her. Yeah? I'm really interested in peace, but God damn it, don't you bring it to me now. No. I want to sign up for something. I want to practice. I want to fail and get some credit because I'm scared shit of being free. I just want to want to be free. Being free is really has nothing to do with you. That's the dilemma. Yeah, that's why. That's the bridge that we don't want to cross, an imaginary bridge. We want freedom, but we want it to have something to do with us. We want to have something to do with it. Freedom really has nothing to do with us. Yes? As this. Nothing. That's why the mind, with all its talk, has very little interest in really finding it. Because it's this absence, the absence of being identified as this, is the freedom. Yeah? You're not going to have freedom. It's going to translate through this, yeah, and your dream's going to get happier. But I know so many people who are still waiting to get the message. They just refuse to give up, and there's no waiting for this message. But they want to get it as this. They, they're not saying that, but there's a sense that they're taking themselves to be this, and they want to get it as this, yeah? And it's an impossibility. This is inherently absent, and that is inherently present. You can't... Darkness is never going to introduce itself to the light. Darkness is just the absence of light, yes? There is no darkness is never going to appear in the light. It's the absence of it, yeah? So in a sense, what we are is the presence, and what we're identified as here is the absence of that presence, in a sense, yes? It's not truly absent, but it's a, it's a pseudo-absence, a mental absence, yes, of the presence. That's what we actually are here, as this. When we see I'm not that, that's the presence. It floods in. It, your interpretation would seem like it floods in. It doesn't. That's just the mind's interpretation. It's always been so. Yeah? It's such a great relief. I mean, how much meaning does the mind give something that is so noble as the truth and then can use it to beat the hell out of you when you fail to reach it constantly. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? You ever noticed self-centeredness? Self-centeredness is a very trippy system. When my father, I used this a lot, but it had a big impression on me. When my father got ill when I was six, he passed away when I was nine, you know, he stopped playing with me. He couldn't do a lot of things he used to do with me. So my family sat me down. I think Dr. Jan Quinto came over and talked to me about, hey, your dad's getting ill. He's not going to be able to play baseball with you anymore and this and that. No matter how much they said in my gut because of self-centeredness, I believe my dad wasn't going to play with me because I did something. Yeah? It was because of me that he wasn't. I had no way of entertaining that I had nothing to do with it. It was impossible. The system that was interpreting my life at that point could not see that I had nothing to do with it. No matter how much proof, he could have sat and stood in front of me and talked, said, hey, Paul, 
I'm getting very ill, and this not, it wouldn't matter. You know, I may go like this, but in my gut, I know I did something. It's called self-centeredness, yes? Self-centeredness. And so why do you think the system is seeing this place like it does? Because it reinforces the fact that you're the biggest doer of all. You did this place, yeah? So when you hear these beautiful ideas about, oh, all there is is truth and love and beauty and everything, and your experience doesn't match that, yes? You just had a big argument with your girlfriend and you were verbally abusive or something like that. Then who's going to be written into the story as somehow at fault? You. Yes? You. I was with a guru and uh, everyone presented him, his followers, presented him as the Lord of the Universe. Now, I don't know where I got this idea, but in my head, the Lord of the Universe had a lot of meaning. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, the Lord of the Universe. I mean, my mind was like, that's a big meaning. And I didn't like the Lord of the Universe. What does that make me? It made me very uncomfortable for five years, because I kept going back, trying to like something I didn't like, and I just would not let myself off the fucking hook. I was trying to plan on killing him, hitting him with a time delay little thing, and then the parade would gone by, and they wouldn't have known when he passed away that I did it. I mean, I'd be sitting there. I couldn't leave. I wouldn't give permission to leave, and I couldn't stay. It was exquisite suffering. Exquisite suffering based on something that was supposed to be about freedom. It was so fucking painful. Yeah? Because every time, I could not get out of the logic of self-centeredness. Alright, he's the Lord of the universe. I don't like him. What does that make me? <laughs> It's just I could not get out of that court system. I was convicted and tried, and it was fucking painful. And my girlfriend was a devotee. She rushed right up there. She was throwing flowers. She was feeling all these lovely emotions, and I'd be, fuck, I want to kill her too, you know? <laughs> it, was so, it was just way, way, way. You can't escape the view and the perceptions and the thoughts of self-centeredness when you're identified with its center. Yeah? Your logic is self-centered logic. Your reasoning is self-centered reasoning. Yes? In other words, there ain't no you. That's the presentation. You're just living by the reasoning and logic of a failed system. Bitching about it, complaining about it, sharing about it ad nauseum, ringing up phone bills around it, writing journals about it. Listening to music that signifies your losses and all this, whatever it may be, but it's just constantly, constantly on and on and on and on and on. Yeah? Because there's no way as a self you're getting out of it. None. If you could have, you would have already, right? Wouldn't you have? Wouldn't you have vacated that spot that seems to be driving you crazy? Why can't you seem to get out of it? Maybe because you've never been in it. Yeah? And so every attempt to get out of it is a form of being in it. You see that? If you're not in something and you're trying to get out of it, that would be like being in it, yes? If you're not in something, but you're really working to get out of it, that's a form of being in it. We're missing it a lot. That is a huge form of being in it, trying to get out of it. Yeah? The best way to get out of anything is realize you're not in it. And we're giving you a very simple, simple message. Stop thinking about this with this system, yes? Well, not stop, you can't, because the system's on its own. But just question, just feel seeing, yeah? 
presented every second of every day, awareness is flooding out of you, touching, feeling, tasting, smelling. There must be some kind of like a signature that will be felt with all that activity, yes? Like an intimation, you know? That you'll, you'll sense, a, a, like a pause to me is like that, yeah? It's like before time, yet it seems to be bookended in time, yeah? You get a little slice of everywhere at all times, in a, and yet the mind has a story of time, 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 pause, time, 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 time. But that pause doesn't have a feeling of time, does it? It doesn't have a feeling of time. What is that? That's, that's demonstrating something unbelievable. All the other stuff is the mental activity. All the linear time frames. That's actually a, a segment of your real nature, yeah? Unadorned, where your mind is now reflecting the emptiness. You're thinking it's you after it goes away, that you had the pause. But no, there was no you in the pause. There was just mind reflecting pause, yes? Like the original face. No face at all. You ever hear it? You feel it? Pause is like... There's no face there. There's no you to have it. It's not happening to a you. It's the absence of all the activity of selfing for maybe a second or whatever. But that pause is your original face. That's it. Yeah. My unoriginal face is getting hot here. Sun. You can't.
you can't go back there anyway. Where are you going to be? I guess So I'm sure when the, in the, when the basket goes around, you're going to give me a large check. <laughs> Delivered finally. It took two years, but hey. Repetition is good, yes? You know, here it can seem like it evolves and deepens. That's the fun of it. Yeah? There's always going to be an interpretation. Mind's interpreting this place. You don't believe when there's a sense of this that it doesn't attempt to interpret that. But some of its interpretations are incredibly poetic. It's beautiful. It's art. But it's attempting to explain or to share or to try to capture what's uncapturable. It's, I love it. That's what art to me is, in a sense, yeah? Uh, sort of an inclination to see the formlessness of mind and attempt to use a format to express it. It's fucking incredible, yeah? Any other questions? No? stops and there's no one it stops to. There's just a shift of emphasis in a way. Your attention and interest that really what your what is it your what is your life really? Is it your body or is it your interest and attention? Yeah. Is it my body that that attends to the ocean when I hear a wave? What it brings me that sound and the meaning around it is my interest in it, yeah, and my attention. Someone else who would be at the beach wouldn't hear the wave at all. Yeah? Our intention, if I would call what has really lived here in this place, it would be interest and attention. Really. I, I, I would say that's more of what the living quality of my life has been than the body. Yeah. I just call the body the home where interest and attention comes, goes out from. 
but I would say, and then even past that is this the present awareness is obviously the home of all. Yeah? But as an activity here, I would say my activity is less of body than more of intention, interest, and, and attention. Yeah? When my attention is on something, that attention gives that something life. And what it's not looking at, it's not giving life to. Really, isn't it? In a sense. Like you can see 50 kids at, your, uh, at a park, and your attention will be on what you call your kid more than the other 49, yeah? So your interest and attention has been captured quite a lot, and it gets rooted, routed, and gets defined, and gets, and gets pointed at things, and all things, from self-centeredness. Yeah. Can you imagine if you weren't the idea of being the self, and that attention and interest would be freed up? Your life would be a lot more surprising, Yeah? There would be an alertness, and because you would be in a state of I don't know. Because you don't know where your attention goes, or interest. You may have the interest in something that you have a long story of never being interested in. Yeah? <laughs> Somehow you get interested in it. Yeah? It's funny. Yes? Yeah, that's what it does. Yeah. Self-centeredness, because it's it, it has a huge drive to know. It wants to get security out of thinking it knows things. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're false or not. It just wants to know. So people love to have opinions. They may be crazy opinions, but they get a sense of I know, I know, I hate the health care reform, and yet you're like, don't touch my. Don't touch my Medicare government, and yet it's a government program. You know, it's fucking crazy. It's, just, it's a weird thing that happens. So the mind wants to know that it's right. Yeah, they're fucking with me. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But there is no director. That's the good news. Part of the movie is the sense of being a director. Yeah. We as move, we in here, we can't just see a movie as a verb. We have to see someone who's directing it and did it and produced it. We think all life is about that. It's always like a noun is constantly placed in, 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 like inserted where just all there is is verbing going on. Like events are happening and deeds are being done. There's no individual doer thereof. If you would just see events happening and, and deeds are being done, it's a seamless activity. Yeah? There's millions of things happening right now. Things are moving that you don't even see. Underneath the ground there's things going on. Yes? Constantly manifesting, 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 manifesting. And we just want to be a noun. We want to sort of go, okay, I'm going to claim this little, this little stream of verbing 
and I'm going to say I'm the doer of this stream of Irving, and this has been my life for 80 years, and I did this, and I had this, and I had this, and did that, and did this, yeah? That's what the mind's actually done. Millions and millions of streams, and we go, oh, this is my stream. And we think this, this which is part of the verbing, we take to be the noun. Oh, I'm the one who did this. I shouldn't have turned off this road. I wouldn't have gotten all this trouble. Yeah? And we have stories about what ramps we get off and what exits we take. It's all made up. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. But you can have some fun with it if you just get a little loose around. But if you take, you know, like in recovery it says, don't take yourself so seriously. Shit. Shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a way of... You don't need to feel us a part of by bitching and complaining about things everyone else is bitching and complaining about. You can just hold the space and realize all that is just events are happening and deeds are being done. Yes? Instead of having investment in my story. Because if your mind's invested in your story, it's going to promote it. It's going to freaking parallel it with other stories. It's going to do a lot of, like, knitting. Yeah? It's going to take little... P- fabrics and put it here and there and it's just going to stitch up a really nice story for itself, yes? And we hear, we reinforce it all day. People are reinforcing like the solidness of this place all day and when there's a miracle or a free sample, they don't honor it much. They just go right back into the narration of how terrible or that person did this or I wasn't, you know, on and on and on. So that's it, eh? Today, pass the message.